Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. very natural for us to say, okay, I'm coming to church and I'm, you know, I'm going to the Bible study. So I'm taking it in, I'm taking in the word, but if we're just eating and we're never exercising, then what happens? You just sort of get lazy and fat and atrophied and you're not using the things that you're, you're not using the fuel. It goes nowhere. It's actually bad for you. Which is more important, receiving God's word or preaching God's word? The answer is both. We can't receive God's Word if there is no one to preach it, and we can't teach it if there is no one to receive it. Today, Pastor David will remind you of the importance of both reading your Bible and teaching what you learn. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. In 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, he says in verse 1, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue, you know, praying in tongues, doesn't speak to people, but to God, because no one understands him. However, in the spirit, the one praying in tongues is speaking mysteries, and he talks elsewhere, it's a prayer language. You're praying and praising God in tongues. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to the people around him. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, because he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless the one speaking in tongues interprets that the church may receive edification. And other places here, and we've talked about this over the last few weeks, right? The the giftings, we don't all have every gifting. The giftings are not the point, and sometimes they get kind of weird for us. They get to be distracting if we get fixated on them, but they are gifts, God tells us he's given us these things for the purpose of building one another up. And there's lots of spiritual gifts that he explains in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14. There's different ways God will work through us to build each other up. But he does say in particular that this gift of prophecy, of divine revelation for the people around you, for someone else in your life, is particularly beneficial. And he says you should ask for it. And you can ask for it. You can ask God to do this through you. And I know, again, it can get, for some of us, it feels very familiar, and maybe we need to be sure we're staying grounded in the word because sometimes we can get swept up in the familiarity. And so if you're very familiar, I would encourage you to, to just make sure you're staying rooted in scripture as you're walking in this gift. If this is unfamiliar, 
be aware. It's not, it's not as grandiose and mystical a lot of times as we sometimes think of it. It's, it a lot of times the way this manifests practically in the church, the way that the Holy Spirit will work this through is very daily, very simple. I've, there've been so many times where somebody just, you know, there's different brothers and sisters here who, who are particularly gifted in this, who will tell me that I've gotten phone calls and texts where, you know, I'm feeling really depressed one day and somebody's just, hey, I'm praying for you in this moment. God put you on my heart today. That's prophetic. They, God told them to pray for me for encouragement and, and they knew that I needed it. And then spoke it out and acted on it. Or there've been other times where people are given a dream or a vision, right? I've had this where somebody receives a dream or a vision and speaks about it to me. And it does just, it's not, you know, it's not crazy. A lot of times it's people are just in their sleep. They have a dream and say, hey, I think this might be from God. It might be for you. And it's, it, it, a lot of times it's just a little course correction or a little, a little new insight about a situation I'm dealing with. But he promises he'll do it. And it's something you can ask him for. And so I would encourage you to ask him for it. He says, in love, desire these gifts for one another. So let's desire these things for each other. The last thing we see in this first example of, of godly church here is the way the congregation was both doing, it seems that they were doing Bible study. It talks about them doing teaching together and then also preaching. That The congregation, it says Paul and Silas with many other brethren in this little local church community were teaching and preaching. And so I think what that's talking about is this idea of regular coming together and unpacking the word, not just in this way where it's one speaking to others, but where we come together in the smaller Bible studies and we're, we're studying the word together. We need that. We need to feast on the word, on the presence of God together. We're chewing on it together and we're getting different different perspectives together. And then the preaching that they're talking about here, I'm pretty sure what that's, right, what that's most likely describing is the fact that they would often go into the locals, you know, they'd go into the marketplace, they'd go out in the streets, and they'd tell people about Jesus. It's evangelism. And it's vital that we are practicing both sides of this. A lot of times it, it's very natural for us to say, okay, I'm coming to church and I'm, you know, I'm going to the Bible study, so I'm taking it in. I'm taking in the Word. But if we're just eating and we're never exercising, then what happens? You just sort of get lazy and fat and atrophied, and you're not using the things that you're, you're not using the fuel. It goes nowhere. It's actually bad for you. We need to be doing both of these. We need to take in the Word so that, we ha- so that we're pouring out good things, so that it's the truth that's coming out of us, and we need to practice it. We need to, to exercise what we take in. We need to use the, the, we need to practice the truth that God reveals to us and the things that he shows us in his word. The bottom line is we need to come together and build each other up through scripture, and then we need to go out and practice it. Now, those were some, that first little section is a great example for us, right? The next section is not such a great example. It's kind of a bad example for us to follow, but there's stuff to learn from it. So verse 36 tells us that then, after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's now go back and visit the brethren in every city where we've preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. And Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia, 
He'd not gone with them to the work. And the contention became so sharp that they split. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is not a good example, right? This, they, they had an argument, and they, ref, they could not settle it. Now, I think it's easy for us to very quickly just pass judgment and forget that when, when they talk about a missions trip, their missions trip was not like most of our missions trips. Like, they were not going to a relatively safe part of a country and then, you know, going in a big group with the matching T-shirts and taking pictures together, right? Last, on the first missions trip, which was the first missions trip, Paul was beaten so badly that they thought he was dead. And they were run out of multiple towns. So when Barnabas says, let's take the kid who bailed on us last time, Paul's like, I, don't, I need somebody I can trust. I can't just have this, this guy who's going to flake out on me, right? who puts his hand to the plow and then takes it off. I can't, I can't risk that again. That's not what, this isn't a game. You know, there's, a, there's an understandable emotion there. But at the same time, Barnabas' vision here is very godly. He's Barnabas' nickname. Barnabas' name means son of encouragement. Seems like he's, you know, maybe he sees that Mark is growing. Mark feels bad about flaking out on him last time. And so he's like, no, we need to disciple him. We need to, we need to help him out. And this is, it's an admirable, it's admirable. It's a good thing that Barnabas was looking to do with Mark. But there's, there's understandable sides to this, right? It, it is kind of, kind of gray. And I think, I think Paul failed in this to some degree. Paul himself would look back and say, down the line, he, he would say that John Mark became very useful and that he really respected him as a missionary later on in life. Later on in some of the letters, he writes about Mark being beneficial and useful and being a good, a good worker for the Lord that he trusts. But here he was like, I can't, I can't trust that guy. He flaked out. But it, and it's, again, it raises some questions for us because you can see both sides of the argument, right? So what do we do in those situations? How do we, how do we navigate these gray areas of conflict? The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 